This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings the world's greatest philosophers to your fingertips. With more than 500 audio and video series on science, history, philosophy, fine arts, better living, and more, The Great Courses are available on digital download and streaming at thegreatcourses.com or on DVD and CD or via The Great Courses apps. Best of all, you can listen to or watch The Great Courses at your own pace without the pressure of homework or exams. And now, for a limited time only, The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to 80% off the original price of selected courses, including The Secret Life of Words, English Words and Their Origins. For this limited time, 80% off offer, go to thegreatcourses.com WS to find out more. That's thegreatcourses.com WS. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Here with some pre-debate analysis is numbers cruncher extraordinaire, Jay Cost. Yeah, thanks for having me, Michael. It's good to be here. Uh, so why is a, a longtime Democratic donor who was going to run as a reform candidate, candidate a notorious loudmouth egomaniac, the number one guy in the GOP by far and away this year? Well, I think you might have answered your own question. Um, you know, he's a notorious loudmouth egomaniac, which means he plays great on television. And we're very early in the cycle, and voters are just sort of starting to plug in, and he's really kind of the one making all the noise, and I think he's attracted a lot of attention. But, look, I, I think something to bear in mind here is that when people answer these polls, it's not it's not nearly the same level of commitment or engagement that they have when they actually go and make a choice at the ballot box or they go and participate in a caucus that comes after consideration and deliberation and we saw this in the 2012 republican primary where you know the voters seemed to flirt with a bunch of other candidates before they married mitt romney and and the same thing happened in 2004 where howard dean you know was a darling in of the left and he surged in the polls and, uh, you know, the whole thing fell apart at the end as voters start. There's a, a difference when they start plugging into the process and actually start paying attention. Their views are going to change. We're talking to Jay Cost, by the way, has a brilliant book called A Republic No More that everybody uh, should read, particularly everybody who wants to, to figure out how to win as a conservative. A Republic No More. Great, great book. Uh, what is what is Donald Trump's success, though, as opposed to someone else, like, say, Dr. Ben Carson, who for a while there had a little boomlet uh, or, you know, whatever. What What is his success telling us about where America or the Republicans are right now, Jay Cost? Well, I would not underestimate the importance of immigration in this story, that mm-hmm. one of the first things that Trump did was come out hard on immigration, although he's kind of walked it back. So it's not really clear exactly what his position on immigration is. But in fairness to Trump, it's not really clear what any of his positions are, so I'm not sure that's a huge <laughs> difference. But coming out very hard on immigration like that, it, it, that's a very sensitive topic for the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of distrust between the base and the leadership. And that's so that Trump came out so early and, and hard on that probably captured the attention of a lot of people that a guy like Ben Carson just is not going to capture because he's not going to go out and say outrageous things like what Trump said. Uh, Jay, what about the Trump supporter? You once again look at the polls a lot. You saw, for example, 
because you read the Weekly Standard, you saw the post about how Donald is dominating in Dixie and in every southern state. He's either winning or essentially tied with a home state candidate like Ted Cruz. Who are these people who are making Donald Trump the flavor of the summer? Well, you know, I saw a report um, that indicated that Trump's is kind of sampling pretty evenly across the spectrum of Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I did notice, I think it was from Reuters, that they their poll suggests that the Trump Trump people are less likely to vote. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really important thing to bear in mind as well, is that, you know, these polls are of registered voters, and that is a really inefficient way to poll from an accuracy perspective. I mean, from a cost perspective, if I'm running a poll for a media and they give me a, a, a budget that's sure. really small and I do registered voters because they're easier to get in touch with. But but look, you know, just to put, put that into perspective, you know, there were only 20 million Republicans nationwide who voted uh, in the 2012 Republican primary, and compare that to 61 million votes for Mitt Romney on Election Day. So we're mm-hmm. talking about a really small slice of the total country is going to vote in this primary. And there, and it, it, it's very possible that your more active and engaged Republicans, people who are paying closer attention, are probably more supportive of other candidates than Trump. Um, and they're the ones who are more likely to vote. We're talking to Jay Costa's book is Republic No More, A Republic No More. You can say that all you want, Jay, but um, you look at how low the numbers are for the candidates who seem like they have the winning resume, like a Walker or a Rubio. Not only do they lack the combined vote of uh, Donald Trump here in Georgia, uh, Jay, they lack the combined vote of Ben Carson. It's not just that Trump is surging. It's that these other what you might call establishment or Spanish-esque candidates are getting crushed. They're going nowhere. Right. Well, I think that, you know, with those guys, it's important to bear in mind as well that I don't really think that, you know, Rubio to a greater extent than Walker, but they haven't had the kind of national introduction that Carson and Trump have enjoyed. I mean, Mm -hmm. Carson was just a phenomenon on Fox News for months on end. Um, and that's really seemed to have settled him into maybe like a 10% range of the vote nationwide. And Trump has been, you know, Fox has been giving Trump a, a you know, microphone for years now where he can just call into Fox and Friends in the morning and spend 10 minutes telling the anchors what, what he thinks about anything he wants. I mean, they don't let Marco Rubio do that. So uh, the thing that I think is interesting, though, and something to sort of keep a watch on is that there has been some polling in the upper Midwest. So I'm talking about Minnesota, Iowa, and then also right. Illinois, where Walker is really hanging tough against the Trump surge. And this, these are going to be the states since they all border uh, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. uh, where those voters are really most aware of what he did. And I think that if Walker is able to hold the line against Trump and Iowa, which Mm -hmm. he's doing right now. But if he continues to do that and wins the Iowa caucuses, that's going to upend everything. That'll be a huge, huge change uh, in 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 the Republican situation for Walker to win Iowa. If that happens, it's going to be huge. Jay Cost, thanks so much. The book is a republic no more. We appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.